0: Our home, life, and the atmosphere there powerfully affects us in virtually every way. Now, take it a step further. A nation is no stronger than its families.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. Author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word
0: of God. God designed the home to be a place of safety and blessing. And that is why it's under attack. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk, I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us this time. Today we're starting a new series I'm calling, Family Matters. You know, God created three institutions on the earth, the home, the government, and the church. But the home was the first institution God created before the fall of man. It was designed to be a place of blessing, safety, encouragement, and character building. God intended that the home would be the training ground in which the future leaders of society would be formed and sent out. So no wonder the home is under attack by Satan in our day like never before, and particularly Christian homes. So let's begin our series on Family Matters with a look at God's original plan for the home and for marriage. I believe this message is going to really be an eye-opening blessing for you, so let's go right to the Word on... Home under attack. I'm going to begin today. I want to talk to you about your home. I'm going to meddle, but I'm going to meddle in love. And you got to understand, if I meddle with you, I've already been meddled with, because I'm the one that had to get ready for this, right? So any meddling that happens with you already happened with me. So. Family Matters. That's going to be the name of the series. And today I want to talk about homes under attack. And I want to share with you God's plan for the family because God had a plan. I want you to know that God never creates anything He doesn't have a plan for. Can I say that again? God never creates anything that He doesn't have a plan for. God is a God of planning. So we're going to read in Genesis 2.24. This verse is going to show us the beginning of of the institution of the family. God bringing a man and a woman together. So let's read it together out loud. Ready? Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. It is the eternal word of God. It is always true. And Lord, I just thank you that your word renews our minds and changes our lives. And I pray that you'll renew our minds today and change our lives and change our minds. Help us to understand what the plan of God was and is for creating the family. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to understand with me that God had something in mind when he created your home. If you're single, you still have a home you're going home to a home. And uh, of course, if you're married, you've got a home. And if you have kids, you have a real major challenge of a home. So I'm first today, I'm going to do a little bit more teaching than preaching because I want to lay the foundation for what God had in mind for the home. I'm going to show you going back to the book of beginnings, which is what Genesis means, beginning. Um, So we're going to look what the book, of beginnings tells us about the home. Now, next Sunday, I'm going to talk about the atmosphere of your home, because there's an atmosphere in this building right now, in this sanctuary, atmosphere of worship. The spirit of the Lord is here. It's an atmosphere of honoring Jesus, an atmosphere of peace. And God also has an atmosphere for your home. There's an atmosphere in your home. Anytime you walk into your home, there's an atmosphere there is something there. It's either uplifting or not. It's either worldly or godly. And uh, I'm not going to hammer you with different things and say, here's the way you ought to be. I'm just going to hold up God's ideal so that we can reach for something. Amen? But let's just begin with the home so we can understand it. God has given us three institutions in the earth, three things that He has ordained, and that is the home, the government, and the church. Those are God-ordained institutions. Now, let me tell you what they're for. The government was given to ensure that we could live in domestic peace, safe from harm. Do you know what the original purpose for the government was? To be sure that you were safe and to deliver your mail. Now, can we go back, please? I would love to go back. Just keep me safe and deliver my mail and leave me alone. But that was the original purpose of government, to keep us safe and to deliver our mail. And, boy, we've gotten way from that. But in Genesis 9, you will find that God established government through Noah. Now, the church was designed to raise up mature Christians, send the gospel into the world, and undergird and strengthen the home. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell won't prevail against it. The church is an institution. I don't mean that to sound dry or boring or boring. But it's an institution. It's a God-ordained institution. So we have government and we have the home that God has established divine institutions, the family. Let's talk about the family a minute. The first institution God established was the family, and he did it before the fall. The other two he did after the fall. But the home he established before the fall. He brought Adam and Eve together before they ate the forbidden fruit. And so the family is the first and only institution that God established before man fell. It was that important to God. It was first in the mind of God. I'm going to establish the home. And he intended for the home to be the bedrock of society. Your society is no stronger than the homes in it. If the homes in society are failing... So is the society. The home is the place where children are to be trained in the ways and the wisdom of God. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. So the home is a place of training. It's a training ground. It's where the children learn values, where they learn truth, where they learn about God, where they are to see it modeled in mom and dad. Not perfectly, but sincerely. So it's a training ground. And it's also designed by God to be a place of strength. A filling station where your strength tank is filled when you go home. It's not supposed to be a place of conflict. It's not supposed to be draining. It's not supposed to be depleting. It's not supposed to be discouraging. It's supposed to be a place of strength and encouragement and recognition of the various members of the household's gifts and encouraging them to go that direction. It's to be a place of love and acceptance, unconditional love. The home is supposed to be a place where we are encouraged, where you walk out the door ready to take on the world because you're leaving an atmosphere that was positive and good. Now, I'm just telling you what God's plan was. I am well aware that homes are under attack. And again, please understand where I'm coming from today It's not to discourage you. I'm holding up what God had in mind because I think we all here today understand that what God had in mind is for the most part not what you see in a fallen world. But we have the revelation of Scripture to show us what God did have in mind with a home and gives us something to shoot for and reach for and aspire to. Are you with me? The family is at the center of all we do that is eternal and godly and lasting. The home is the hub of our strength as a culture. Most people do not understand the psychological and spiritual significance or importance of the home to you as an individual. Now, I'm talking right to you. You are affected one way or another by your home life. And I'm going to show you how important it is. I dug this up. A University of Oregon professor did a 25-year study of stress inducers. What are the things that bring on stress more than anything else? And placing them in order from the greatest to the least by giving these stress inducers points. And he started with 100 and went down. So the greatest stress inducer was awarded 100 points. So let me just show you nine stress inducers real quick. Ready? The number one stress inducer that was awarded 100 points was the death of a spouse. And I can tell you it's true from personal experience. The death of a spouse was given 100 points. That was the top stress inducer. Now, let me look at the other ones real quickly. 73 points were awarded for a divorce. Nothing is more stressful beyond the death of a spouse than a divorce. 65 points were given for separation in a family. 63 points for a jail sentence. Hey, I'm going to tell you, if you put me in jail, I'm at 110. (laughs) But here's what he found, 63. 63 points were awarded for death of a close family member, not your spouse, but a close family member, 63 points. 53 points for illness or injury that is lingering. Then 47 points, fired from a job, 47-point stress inducer. 45 for marital difficulties. If your marriage is going through difficulty, you have got a 45-point stress inducer sitting on you like an 800-pound gorilla. And then 45 for retirement. Now, I read that and I went, but I thought you were supposed to rest when you retire. And you're telling me there's a 45-point stress inducer. But that's what they found. So when a person leaves their lifelong job and retires, it's stressful because they're so used to doing what they did. Now I want you to notice something. Of those nine, six of them were directly related to the family, the home, in one way or another. So your home affects you, influences you, has a powerful effect on you, for good or for bad, up or down, positive or negative. Our home, life, and the atmosphere there powerfully affects us in virtually every way. Now, take it a step further. A nation is no stronger than its families. Right now, America is no stronger than the families that comprise 300 million people. We are only as strong as the families are. This church is made up of families. Even if you're an individual, a single, living alone, you've still got a home. Our church is affected by our families. We are as strong as our families. That's why in these next three weeks, I'm going to speak a blessing over your home. I'm going to speak a healing over your home. I'm going to speak peace over your home. I'm going to speak power over your home. I'm going to speak Jesus over your home, over your home. Somebody said it right. As the family goes, so goes the nation. As the family goes. And you know what? As your family goes, so go you. When the home falls, the government and church fail and fall right behind it. Even the non-Christian, Edward Gibbon, who wrote The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. We've all heard about that book, Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire. Edward Gibbon was a lost Jewish man, but he studied why Rome fell. And he wrote a classic book on it. And here's what he said. The undermining of the dignity and sanctity of the home, which is the basis for human society, was one of the five major factors contributing to the fall of Rome. Rome rotted from the inside out. Immorality prevailed. Immorality just ran through that culture. And because of the immorality, the homes collapsed. And when the homes collapsed, the finances collapsed. Rome was in hyperinflation. And all kinds of things began to multiply in the nation nobody thought would ever, could ever fall. But it did. And Edward Gibbons, brilliant man, looking at it, said, at the hub of it, at the center of it, was the failure of the home. Is it any wonder, looking at the importance of Marriage and the home. Is it any wonder that it's under spiritual attack? Because if I'm the devil, if I'm the devil and I want to bring a nation down or a church down or a city down, I'm going to attack the homes. See, every home in here, you need to understand, God wants you blessed, but you are in Satan's crosshairs. Your marriage, your money, what you do with your time, the atmosphere that prevails in your home, if you don't get preemptive with it, And if you don't get on the offensive with it, then the enemy is going to attack it. You've got to protect your home. And as the under-shepherd of this church, I'm going to preach trouble out of your home. I want to preach the blessing of God into your home. And I want you to understand first how important your home is to God. I want you to say with me, God's got a plan for my home. Now I'm going to count to three, and we're going to do it one more time as if you're the one preaching I want you to say it with gusto. Are you ready? God's got a plan for my home. God's got a plan. There's nothing He creates He doesn't have a plan for and a purpose. Now, let's go to the beginning. How did the home come about? When did God do it? And is it of God? Is it something I really need to be taking this seriously? Let me take you to the very beginning. We see in the very beginning, it began with the creation of man, you. And can I give you a little revelation today? You did not come from evolution. You did not come from an ape. Now, if you want to accept you came from an ape, then evolution just made a monkey out of you. But you did not come from an ape. And you say, well, Jeff, that kind of makes you look dumb because everybody believes in evolution. The only reason they believe in it is because they were taught it from this yay high. But if I were an atheist and I was looking at life I could not come to the conclusion that we came from evolution. It is still a theory, which means it's not a fact, though it is taught as fact. I much rather believe that in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. He said, let there be and there was. So you are a beautifully and wonderfully made. And since God made you, he's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for you. And once you latch onto that plan, it will change your life. So we see in the beginning, here's what happened. God created two distinct genders. Listen to what the Bible says. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. And then he didn't stop there. But he said, male and female he created them. Now, right there, Moses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is addressing gender. He's talking about gender. He said there is a man and there is a woman, and they are not the same. Amen. Every man in here would say hallelujah. Now, listen, if you were to look at Genesis 127 in the original Hebrew, here's what it would say. It would say in the beginning, God created the one male and the one female. He created one male and one female. When God created human beings, He created Adam and Eve, man and woman. In the Hebrew language, man is Ish and woman is Isha. In the beginning, man created Ish and Isha. Two distinct genders, a man and a woman. There were no spares, no options, and no alternatives. You got what you got. <laughs> this is going to be fun today, I can tell. This was the divine intention from the very beginning. God created, and God had a plan for it. One man, Ish, one woman, ishah. Now, next, the Bible reveals clearly why he created the two distinct genders. The Bible says that God made Eve out of the rib of Adam and brought her to him. Now, the Bible says that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam after he said, it is not good that a man should be alone. So he caused a deep sleep to fall upon him, and a divine surgery took place. And God reached in, and God took out a rib. And and the Hebrew language is so strong here. He took that rib, and it says he made, he fashioned, he formed the woman from the rib. say, well, Jeff, do you really believe that? I believe it way more than that I came from an ape. say, well, how can you believe that? Well, I believe even worse than that. I believe that God spoke and flung the stars into space, that he spoke and all the birds flew in the air, that he brought something out of nothing that God created ex nihilo, something out of nothing, because only God can do that. And if you don't think that God can do that, then you don't believe in a God, because a God, the God, can do that. He speaks, and it happens. Everything came from the lips of God. So, of course, I believe he can take a bone, a rib, out of the man and fashion a woman out of it. And that's what happened. And you cannot get more intimate than this because God did not create the woman to go sightseeing with Adam through the Garden of Eden. He didn't create her to go to movies with him. He created her, listen, to be at his side. The woman was fashioned and made out of the rib of Adam, placing her forever at his side. I believe this is why a man longs for a woman to be at his side. Next to him, beside him, with him in his work. Because there's something primal in a man. Something primal, something way down. He says, I I want a woman next to me. I want a woman laboring with me. I want a woman to share life with. There's something in a man that is there. And I believe it goes all the way back to this intimate thing that God did. He took and he made the woman out of the river. That's not demeaning to the woman. That is showing how close he intended them to be. So what Adam says next makes total sense. It says, therefore, now anytime you see a therefore, you need to see what is therefore. Because the word therefore is a connecting word. It means whatever was just said, I'm going to comment on it. So in light of what was just said about the woman coming from the rib of the man, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, And they shall become one flesh. Therefore, since God made Ish and Isha, then therefore, his plan was that the day would come that the man would leave father and mother and be joined to the woman and they would become one flesh because she came from him. God created man and woman to be joined together in his presence. And to become one flesh in marriage, that they would cleave, 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 cleave to one another. God brought the woman to Adam and said, here she is. And I'll tell you, woman came from when he saw her, he said, whoa, man. isn't it amazing how clear things become when we turn to the bible for understanding on how and why god created marriage and the home how i wish i could share this message with our government and other leaders in key positions but the good news is this message has gone out to the entire nation via radio life talk can now be heard on over 500 stations in every state in the union we're doing all we can to bring the truth of God's Word to our torn and very divided country. And you can help us do that. Just go to our website at lifetalkradio.us. That's lifetalkradio.us. There you can access our many helpful resources made available just for you, our LifeTalk listeners. And I'll see you next time for part two of the message, The Home Under Attack. Until then, I pray... God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff Wickwire of Turning Point Church and host of Life Talk Radio Program. You know, one of the most valuable things I ever did for my ministry was getting my degree. And that's exactly why we launched Reach Bible College and Seminary at Turning Point Church. Whether you've been in ministry for years or just getting started, Reach Bible College and Seminary will help you reach your goals. Our affordable bachelor and master degree programs are designed to incorporate practical ministry alongside a sound theological education. So why wait until you finish your education before starting your ministry? For more information, visit us online at ReachDFW.org. That's ReachDFW.org. You can apply online and enroll for our next semester. That's reachdfw.org. So step out and be empowered in your ministry today.
1: Home Under Attack is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Family Matters. You can own a copy of this three CD set for just $15 plus shipping. Log on to livetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Family Matters, for only $15 plus shipping by logging on to livetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wigwire. To find out more about Dr. Wigwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111.